JP and Delilah's wine adventure number seven, Visiting Wine Styles. Lots of important things to say. This is not art. Coming up next in our show. This is not media. First, the news. This is not news. Now, welcome back to the show. This is another crappy podcast production. She makes wine at her home. Hello again, this is JP. And this is Delilah. And you're listening to JP and Delilah's Wine Adventure. Now, in addition to covering making wines, sometimes we cover tasting wines. And visiting places that sell. And I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You're very, very eloquent after a couple of glasses of this Amana stuff. So, we have our very first visiting episode where we visited a local wine place. Now, how did we end up going to this place? Hey, actually, we were driving to Walmart, and I said, hey, look, there's this wine styles. And I had been passing it several times back and forth as I drove back home and kept thinking that one of these days I was going to pop in there and visit. And you and I just kind of cut across four lanes of traffic and went over there and popped in there. And that's when we found out about the wine tasting that he has and the wine club and the different varieties of wine and other paraphernalia that he had in there. So on uh, a Friday evening, we stopped by. We paid $5 per person to sample how many different wines? It was six different wines. Six different wines. And so we'll take you there. It's, it's You know, I can remember it as if it was just a couple of weeks ago yesterday. Because it was just a couple of weeks ago yesterday, JP. Oh, I wouldn't want to tax my imagination. All right, Delilah, where are we? Wine Styles. Wine Styles. Okay, now this store is divided up into sections that are labeled as crisp, silky, rich, fruity, mellow, bold, and a few others. And we are here for their uh, weekly wine wine tasting. All right, so what are they doing for us? Um, Right now they're they're giving us samples of all the wine. There is, what is that, Uh, six bottles up there? Starting in the crisp. And we did silky, and we did rich. So we're getting ready to do fruity. And for some reason, I, I don't see enough bottles. We're probably not going to get over to nectar and bubbly, are no, we? No, because he does that on a different night, and he's oh. going to schedule that on, in January. Yes. See, I know I should have. Uh, I know I should have checked the calendar. So three down, three to go. Yep. All right. We'll Let's check drink. Mine. Okay, so JP, while we were in there enjoying the wine, though. They had some pretty funny labels. There was a couple in there that I really wasn't particularly fond of, and then there was one or two that that I felt that I could drink. Again, not fruit wines, not the sweet wines that I'm aiming for, but wines that I think that I could enjoy. Sure. And there's the cat. We happened to mingle around, and we were lucky enough to be able to join one of the, I believe I mentioned in there, one of the local wine club members um, named Mark. And he was very interesting and so knowledgeable. And it was it was really great to to be able to... His enthusiasm rubbed off on us and we really learned a lot. And we got to talk to him about 
different the different tastes of wines and why you do things and why you twirl it and sniff it and and all kinds of great stuff and he was he was kind of like those wine snobs that know a lot about something and have a passion for it, but he wasn't snobbish. So I I don't even know what category he fit into. He was just a really nice guy. I consider him just a wine connoisseur. Well, he definitely knew knew a lot about it, and he invited us to. Uh, we sat at his table with him, and after we were done, he even uh, bought a bottle of wine for all of us to try and share. Yes, because he actually walked us. Well, he walked us through a lot of different things. A lot of. Um, um, you know, the smelling, the bouquet, the legs, just all of it. I mean, it was all very, very informative, very interesting. I never really understood. I mean, I can read in a book why you twirl the wine, but then when you actually do it and then you notice the different changes in it from each time that you do it, then it actually starts to make sense. I got more of a wine education listening to him than I did when I did a Mondavi wine tour out in Southern California a couple <laughs> of years ago, so that was good. And the wine that he brought out, it was made special because it contained, uh, what was the type of grape? Carmenier. Carmenier. And what is special about the Carmenier? And it wasn't just Carmenier. It was Carmenier and something else. Um, was it Pinot Gris? No, it wasn't. Boy, I can't remember. Oh, um, I just drink it. If they, like I'm trying to remember what it is because they actually shortened the name of it. Um, it'll come to me in a minute. But yeah, it was it was Montez, and it was made in Chile. And what made it special was not the fact that it was a Merlot, but that it was um, made with common year grapes. Which there's kind of a history of the common year grape, the way I understand it. Uh, back when France was the only ones that were really making wine, the common year grape was a really popular grape back then. And there was some type of blight or some type of um, disease or something that started affecting the roots of the wines, and it basically killed off. Oh, Cabernet Sauvignon. They call them Cab Sav. So yeah, it is Montez Ca Cabernet Sauvignon and Carmenere limited selection. Oh, okay. that, that's it right there. Okay. And I hope that that's oh, okay. I thought that's what you paid for. Twelve bottles. <laughs> um. So anyways, the Carmenere grape had had gone extinct over there or pretty much extinct it was it wasn't being seen anymore in the wines and, and, it, and it, was, it was just a travesty but at some point um it wasn't it was in france right it wasn't in italy it was france uh, france yes yeah. originally from france um so somebody uh, a, a guy from chile had come over and had tasted the wines and ended up falling in love with them and took some of the grapes the common grapes back to chile with them and had been growing these grapes the whole time. And so then they came out with this Merlot that they'd made. And they were submitting it to everybody saying, hey, check out our Merlot. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is a great Merlot. But it doesn't taste like a Merlot. It doesn't taste like the Merlot grapes. And it turned out that the guy said, yeah, well, you know, because it's made with Carmenere. Or actually, I don't even know if he knew the name of it. The people said, hey, in France, said, Let's, we're going to come over and check out your vines. We're going to see what this is, what kind of grapes you got going on here. And when they went over there, they discovered that Carmenere had been growing and growing very well there. So it was like the rebirth of the, the grapes. So this is a, a special wine. It's interesting because up until the 1990s, they thought this grape had been gone. Yeah, so, it was it was only the last ten years that they right? Yeah. yeah. Ten, eleven I'm, years. I'm that looking they at ninety four and ninety eight for notable dates when they were kind of doing this. Uh, Wikipedia has a good page on this. So we got to actually try some of this, uh, a type of wine that we would never have been able to try if we even would have known about it because it didn't exist ten years ago. 
Yeah, and I probably wouldn't have tried it because it's a dry wine. Um, I don't remember was it was it under the bold or the rich? I can't remember where it was at in the in the categories, but it wouldn't have been something that I would have tried. And even at my first taste of it, I didn't like it because I, it just was really bitter, and 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 then it was also really smoky tasting to me. But as we started to talk to Mark and go through everything, we learned that why it tasted that way—that it would have been aged in the burnt oak, I think it was barrels—and there was just there was just a whole lot of things that we were learning about from him, and I don't know. I thought it was a great experience. All right, we have now made it through all six of tonight's sampled wines, which I would list here, but I can't read the labels. And we're getting ready to try another one that's recommended by one of the local um, wine club members. Um, it is called Montez, and it's got Carmenere in it, which I don't know what that is. So he's going to tell us a story about that. So we're going to definitely elaborate a little bit more on that. Apparently it's served really cold because it said chili. No, that's where it's from. It's from Chile. Oh, it's from someplace Chile. So, like no. Alaska? No, it's from Chile. Chile. I love Chile, especially <laughs> with some cheese and some onions. And yeah, JP needs to be cut off. And one of the things that he educated us on was a device that aerates the wine called a Venturi. Yeah, yep, that's the, the thing that made the funny noises. And it was really interesting because we opened the wine, we, we looked at the legs, we swirled it, we smelled it. It smelled nothing like it tasted, which is really interesting about wines. And then we tasted it, and it was it was this one taste. And then we did this other, and we let it sit, we let it aerate, we swirled it some more, looked at its legs, talked about it some more, smelt it again, tasted it again, and it was a different taste. And then after he ran it through the Venturi, then it was... It was totally different again. It just—it was really funny how the, the more we drank it, the more it aerated, the more we swirled and smelled and, and did stuff to it that we could pick out all these different layers to it. That is really neat. That's a, that's a Venturi? Venturi. Venturi. Okay. Which is the name of the product as well as the effect. Okay. And that's kind of what my skimmer sounded like. I'll be darned. Okay, go ahead and take a sip now without pouring anything. And it should taste a lot different. It is. It doesn't have the, uh, the na- oh man. This is really disappointing because for, you know, all my alcohol drinking lifetime, when I've encountered stuff like this that was real nasty. I even asked the Mondavi lady, why do all these taste bitter? Because I probably was the one who didn't know to aerate their wine. Well, this is a relatively new thing for wine. It used to be you open the bottle and you let it sit for an hour. And that gives it a chance to breathe. Or you decant it. Ah, sure. Okay, so I've got a decanter for my uh, brandy. Right there is one. If you take this bottle and pour it in there, it'll come up to you about here, which means you've got that whole big area of air on top. Can you leave it like that? Yeah, you leave it for a while just to give it a chance to breathe. Now, you don't want to let it breathe so much, like two or three days, because it will go, it'll have a, it'll be over oxidated, and then it'll taste flat. And we heard that, we heard that about the oxidation at the wine store. That's right. Mm -hmm. Which is why they say you open a bottle and you finish it. You don't leave it set for three weeks. Okay. 
towards the end, didn't we agree that it had it started to smell like caramel pecan? I believe that was the the scent that we kept. But it's, but of course, it's not made with any of that, right? Well, no, but that that's no, but that's what it ended up smelling. But it may have had vanilla or something in it. I don't know. But it it definitely it reminded me of caramel pecan or caramel vanilla, something like that. So we've got some show notes in the podcast. Uh, lyric section, the podcast description, links to the Wikipedia page for the grape, links to Wine Style's online website uh, store thing, and links to the Venturi company that makes this little device. So hopefully we'll start putting more and more show notes in there that'll give you some information about what we're looking at, and then at some point we'll have our website set up where we can kind of document this a little bit more. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to our very first outing to taste some wines and bring the recorder along. Uh, What do you think we'll uh, do? Think we'll do more of these? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So until next time, this is JP. And again, this is Delilah. And you've been listening, hopefully, to (laughs) JP and Delilah's Wine Adventure. Podcast production. Hey, you think they sell those things at those little roadside gift shops along the interstates? Because it would be like Venturi Highway. <laughs> Venturi Highway. You, you don't know the song? Or it's just not funny? Both. It's not funny. You're a dork. Oh.